MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I received a text message, and it was in February... Okay, so February, we have to do the math. February 27th, the show was still airing last season, I believe. Okay, so now let's put ourselves in last season. Margaret and Teresa in a huge fight. Teresa believes that Margaret is trying to take Louie down and expose all these things. Margaret insists that she's simply asking the questions of what everyone is asking online so that she's giving some Louie some opportunities to clear things up and look really well. In the midst of this, this woman, again, who I'm not going to name, allegedly meets with Teresa and meets with Jennifer to give them some information. I received a text message, a group text message, of which this woman was on. She was on the group text message. So there's no hiding it, all right? This isn't like, I don't want her to know I'm telling you this. And it's from Margaret, and it says... And it says... Stay tuned. We'll get into my conversation with Dave Quinn right after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Twice a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. So today, we are going to get into all the tea and the drama, honey, of Teresa Judice's wedding this past weekend. Now, y'all know I'm a tree hugger, and I love me some Teresa. So I only felt that one person was deserving of having this big, exclusive conversation about all the ins and outs of what happened at Teresa's wedding. This guy is a fan favorite. He's a journalist, honey. Yes! And... He also is friends with all of the housewives, so much so he's on a group text (laughs) with a few of the Jersey housewives. So I could not think of anyone better than my friend, Dave Quinn. Baby, we talk about so much tea about what happened to Melissa, Joe, and Teresa 
to where Melissa and Joe did not show up to the wedding. Now, I know y'all been reading things on the blogs and other interviews, but baby, Dave Quinn has an exclusive text message that he's on where Margaret says things that left my mouth wide open. Guys, I want you to listen to this. I'm going to shut up and play this amazing interview with my friend, Dave Quinn. What a wedding. Oh, my goodness. First of all, let's get into the juicy details. Let's get into the most talked about moment that happened, or should I say did not happen. No, I'm not talking about Melissa and Joe not attending. I'm talking about her hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Marge Simpson has nothing (laughs) on Teresa Judice, FYI. (laughs) That is the hair that broke the internet, don't you think? I mean, everybody was talking about it. I... I still struggle to describe what it was. It was like part bouffant, but also part mullet. Like (laughs) there was, it was like half up, half down, but lots of extensions. I I mean, I called a friend of mine who's a a hairstylist in New Jersey. And I said, is there a shortage of hair extensions? Because I would have imagined after that. There was none left on the market. No, there's a lot of bald-headed horses running around the farm (laughs) because Teresa has taken their hair. Like not (laughs) bald-headed (laughs) horses. There's a shortage of horses with hair because Teresa Rulas single-handedly has stripped everyone from the New Jersey farm. She borrowed some from Ashley when Ashley Larita pulled Danielle Staub's hair. So in there are horses, Danielle Staub left over hair that Ashley Larita pulled, and honey, it's a thing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That would have been a really good, like, callback to just have, like, a little bit in there for someone. But her hairstylist, um, what is it, Lucia Cazaza, she said that that hairdo was all human, (gasps) which I cannot imagine. She said it was $7,000 worth of custom luxury hair extensions all died to look just like they wanted it to be. I mean, that is, that's intense. There has to be some styrofoam in there, right? I mean, like, (laughs) you know, like when you make a plant, you make like a flower arrangement, you put some styrofoam in there. Not a science project. (laughs) Not science. Or like, even like those, even like the cakes that sometimes, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be something more to it. I want them to reconstruct it. And Andy mentioned putting it in the Housewives Museum that they do at BravoCon. I mean, you have to see that up close. Oh, no. It needs to either be in the Housewives Museum or Andy's Clubhouse or in (laughs) Portia's Go Naked um, Coliseum. (laughs) Like, it needs to be something that really holds that magic. $7,000. 1,500 bobby pins. That is a lot of bobby pins. What? And they, yeah, and they had to take it out that night. And Priscilla, who does her makeup, uh, Priscilla Distasio, she said that it took them over two hours to deconstruct the look and that they were there with Teresa until four o'clock in the morning taking off that hair. Can you imagine Louie waiting to <laughs> consummate the marriage, if you will, yes! while she takes off? Do you think she just did it while it was happening? Like, don't look at this. It's fine. Well, listen, one <laughs> thing I know about Teresa, she will do anything to make a great show. So I think this was all filmed for her. I don't know if this is an exclusive or or we're confirming it. I don't want to get in trouble, but 
I think it's safe to say that Teresa allegedly is going to have a four-episode wedding special. I have not heard four episodes. I've heard that there's going to be a wedding special, and I've heard it's likely just to be one episode. (gasps) (laughs) I'm I'm just laughing at your reaction. (laughs) But maybe more. Apparently, there is not, from what I have heard from my sources, there is not a specific episode count in that special agreement. So depending on what they have, and listen, there's a lot of drama going on. What's a good wedding without some drama? So maybe there will be more, but we know who won't be appearing in it. So maybe there will be less. Yes. What we have heard is the Real Housewives of New Jersey, season 13 have been taping, and that I believe the season finale of the Real Housewives of New Jersey season 13 was sort of like a bridal party or, or something. And then this one episode spinoff is the actual wedding day. Is, is, is that what you're hearing too? Yeah. So it, my understanding is that it will air after the uh, entire season of 13 finishes. But I'm assuming before the reunion, right? Because it has to. Yeah. They have to talk about the wedding at the reunion. So I imagine it's going to be in that in that spot. I don't really know why it's not just part of the show itself. Like You don't? <laughs> well, I, I guess... Would you like a, <laughs> me to tell you why, my love? Yes, tell me why, please. As somebody who has produced more than, I don't know, three wedding specials for Bravo, Kim Zosiak, Nene Leakes, and Candy Burris Tucker, I can assure you that for a housewife, a wedding special means a lot to them because every housewife feels like she deserves a spinoff. And oftentimes, the wedding special is sort of like the precursor to a spinoff. It worked with Kim Zosiak Behrman with her wedding spinoff that we did. It worked with Candy Burris. She's had several spinoffs after she successfully had a highly rated wedding special that we did together. And then Nene Leakes also had a wedding special that unfortunately did not materialize in anything after that. So I think Teresa being the queen bee of Jersey, and that's no shade to the other women because I love them all equally. Same. Teresa was like, look, bitch, if you want this wedding that is going to be the talk of the town, you need to pay me, Louie, my daughters, my nephews, my stepsons, and all of New Jersey, including my glam squad. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is it. But my question is, is there enough for more than one episode? Don't you think at one episode it'll feel a little like a non-event? Or maybe it won't. I don't know. What do you think? Well, let's get into the drama because that will determine whether or not it deserves more than one episode. So the talk of the town and Twitter, because Teresa and the New Jersey housewife hashtag R-H-O-N-J trended on Saturday, which, guys, is unheard of for a show off-season to trend on the weekend, no less. So what we've been hearing, Dave Quinn, is that Melissa Gorga and Joe Gorga did not attend the wedding and that it allegedly has something to do with a scene that was filmed where allegedly Marge, Melissa and another person were having dinner, I believe in New York City, if I'm not mistaken, or Los Angeles. 
And allegedly, somebody opened up a car door after this whole dinner, you know, commenced and saw Melissa kissing another guy. That's what the streets are saying, Dave. Is that true? That is not true. And it is not what I have heard at all. The man has spoken what? Have you heard? I have heard that there's this, uh, a big part of this season is going to be about a friend of Margaret's, a former friend of Margaret's, who has been saying a bunch of smack left, right, up, down, and sideways about Margaret. This woman who I've met before and spoken to many times before, I will not name her, I will not give her the satisfaction, but she is a disgruntled auditioner, I guess you would say. She wanted to be on The Housewives, As you know, many women do. She auditioned for the show, did not get on the show, and was very frustrated that Margaret couldn't really seal the deal for her. And has decided, therefore, to take her anger out on Margaret's inability to make this happen by spreading a bunch of lies about things that she alleges to have heard directly from Margaret, including a rumor that Melissa kissed some other man. Now... I fully do not believe it because I have spoken to this woman before and I have caught her in pathological lies that are really kind of, you Mm. know, people lie about silly things and you're like, why are you even lying about that? You know? So I don't really personally trust this person, consider the source, but those, my understanding is that those rumors came up during the finale filming that they had on Thursday, which was at Dolores's house. I think it was like a, it seemed to be some sort of a twenties themed, you know how these women love their like prohibition costumes. (laughs) Yes. It's so funny because they all go to get wasted. It's like, yo, prohibition. What the hell? Anyway, um, so, <laughs> but nonetheless, they they had this sort of party. It all came out, and apparently, Teresa's role in it coming out, whether it came directly from her or whether she. It could have been another Teresa Soldier's sort of experience where people were speaking on her behalf. But regardless, something that she did and Louis's reaction to that, allegedly, according to sources, made the Gorgas decide we are not going to this wedding. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. So let's just call it what it is. A thirsty New Jersey woman (laughs) who wants to be a housewife of New Jersey. And this is no shade to New Jersey. When I was producing the first two seasons, Dave Quinn, the women of New Jersey were begging down the door to be a cast member. Of course. They looked at Teresa like she was Mother Teresa. Like, (laughs) that's how crazy some of the women in New Jersey are when it comes to wanting to be on the show. So that I can't believe. So a thirsty housewife who wants to be a real housewife that's friends with Margaret has been spreading lies about Melissa. So are you saying that this woman told Teresa and that Teresa never told Melissa and Joe? I do know, but I don't want to say exactly how that, because that will play out and I think it'll be interesting. But this woman has been running her mouth to everyone, not just Teresa, to everyone about what she knows. And it's not just this, it's a hundred other things that she's been saying. And I I do not believe a word of it because I kind of feel like if it's all, untru- you know, if one or two things are untrue, it's all untrue. I don't see Melissa as somebody who cheats. Like, I can't imagine she documents every second of her life on, mm-hmm. on social media. She's a very recognizable face. I cannot imagine and uh, and I've heard names. I've heard multiple names of people who 
have been in the ether that they say, and none of those people, in my perspective, would do that. But listen, it's all good TV, I suppose. This has now become the show where you just bring up a rumor no matter what, right? Like Evan yes. cheated. I just and and it and here we are yet again spreading rumors. But Melissa's had those rumors before. They've said she's a stripper. They right. said she cheated. They said she was a gold digger, right? So she's kind of used to this to some extent, but according to sources, this was pretty much the final straw for them. Well, to your point though, Dave, if she's used to it, and I do agree with you that she should be, why not attend your sister-in-law's wedding? Like it's one thing if Teresa was the culprit. Like she was the one spreading the rumors. I love Teresa. She's the second greatest housewife of all time. I thought she was wrong for saying to the women on New Jersey that Jackie's husband was cheating. That was wrong. I'm not so diluted in my friendship with Teresa that I can't call a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. I always believe, Teresa, that was wrong for you to say that. Like, at the end of the day, you got to own it. Yeah. But if Teresa isn't the one who brought it up on camera, why can't Melissa and Joe take the higher road, attend your sister's wedding? Because at the end of the day, you know what this is going to mean for your relationship as family. So my understanding is that it's not about who brought it up on camera. It's about what Teresa did behind the scenes with that information that they feel is, quote, according to people, a betrayal in a way that's unforgivable. And the source said they're not going to celebrate Teresa's new marriage when all she does is try to tear apart theirs. So I think that there's a feeling happening behind the scenes that this is a lot more malicious than somebody just bringing up a rumor on TV. Is this worse than Teresa <laughs> alleged? that Melissa was a stripper because I thought that was the lowest of the low to even bring that up on camera. Is it worse than that, Dave? I, I mean, I think in their eyes, it may not necessarily be worse, but it, on top of all those things feels mm -hmm. like a final straw. I do think it's interesting, and I love Teresa so much. Like, I'm a bit of a tree hugger. I, uh, I think that she's an incredible housewife, but it is kind of funny how she's not considered a villain in the Housewives universe, when you look at her resume of all the things that she's been behind and that she's done on the show, it's wild that we villainize someone like Kenya Moore or even Candace Dillard, but we don't consider Teresa a villain when they haven't done half as horrible as things as she has technically done. Obviously, Teresa is by far one of the most popular greatest housewives, and she has a legion of fans who support everything she does. And that is very interesting. She's not really vilified a lot for things she said. I'm her friend, and I'm somebody who's worked with her, and I can sit up and say, ooh, Teresa, girl, you should have never said that about Jackie's <laughs> husband, girl. Let me tell you about my friendship with Teresa. So the last time me and Teresa had dinner was in 2019. Mm. We were in Los Angeles. We had dinner at Catch LA. It was me, Teresa, a producer friend of ours, Danielle Staub. Oh my God. It's incredible. Insane. This was, I think, a day or two after Andy's baby shower. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So the girls were in town and I asked Teresa, like, where's Melissa? And she said, Melissa did not show up to Andy's baby shower because of things she was going through with Joe, her husband. I'm not going to repeat what I was told, but I will say it was nothing major. When she said it to me, I was like, oh, that's the reason? 
And it was more so for me, understanding the dynamic of Melissa and Joe's relationship. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because what I do know about Melissa and Joe's marriage is the fact that they are very much a part of each other's lives 24-7. Yeah. And a lot of people can say that's insecurity or what else is going on. Do I believe Melissa cheats on Joe? I don't personally because... From my vantage point, from what I've been told, Joe doesn't let Melissa out of his eyesight. And in the reverse, Melissa doesn't let Joe out of her eyesight. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the dynamic of their marriage. Mm. So with that being said, one thing I also know about the Gorgas is when they were asked to be a part of New Jersey Housewives, Dave Quinn, they never told Teresa. Teresa found out through a producer. And she called me and asked me my opinion. And one thing I will say to you guys is Teresa wasn't hurt that she didn't know from her brother and sister. She was hurt because she knew this relationship that I have with Melissa and Joe is very sensitive. And she knew in that moment she called me that their relationship will never be the same because it will all air out on the show. And it's unfortunate because I do believe, in my opinion, that the dynamic of them being on the show together affected their relationship. Yeah, in the same way that it affected Caroline and Dina's relationship. You yes. know, I think that Teresa, for two seasons, had watched how the show had changed Caroline's relationship with Dina, and to some extent with Jacqueline as well. So I understand why she wouldn't want that to be aired on the show, her own relationship with her brother that had been strained and her sister-in-law that had been strained. We all remember those sprinkle cookies <laughs> that happened way before the cameras are rolling, right? So, like, there was tension built up. But my question is, because I asked about this when I was writing the book. It was a big part of the process. In fact, I interviewed Teresa right before she went away for Ultimate Girls Trip. And it was interesting because it all came up on Ultimate Girls Trip. And I was like, oops, did, did I like put that back in her mind? Sorry about that. Yes, Dave, you're the ghost <laughs> producer, just so the world knows. I didn't mean to. But what was interesting about it was that it was said that Melissa hadn't even done her sets of interviews with producers. She had spoken to producers on the phone. They had reached out via Facebook or whatever, and they had wanted to chat with her. But she says that she didn't even do any interviews before Teresa found out. Is that true? Had she done like camera interviews? So I won't get into the particulars of it because I don't know that. I will say this, as a reality TV producer who's been doing this for 15 years, you only get the job if they speak to you and you sign the contract. And I can only tell you based on what Teresa told me. Teresa called me mm -hmm. a week before they were supposed to start shooting. Oh, okay. And what I can tell you is that a week before shooting, you have signed the contract and you have definitely been interviewed. I can tell you this because I remember the day she called me and she called me hysterical because she was super afraid. And she said, next week is my nephew's christening and they want me to attend. So what I'm saying to you, Dave, this is based on my conversation with Teresa. I didn't work on season three. I wasn't part of the production. All I can say to you is what Melissa is saying, the math is not mathing. Because the only reason Teresa found out is because according to Teresa, 
they called her to say, your sister and brother would be on the show, and we would like for you to attend the christening. And it wasn't just Melissa. It was producers, Andy. They all seemed to confirm that. But who knows? Ooh, baby! We are not done yet. So stay tuned for more of my conversation with Dave Quinn about Teresa Judice's wedding. We'll be right back after this quick break. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into this juicy conversation with Dave Quinn. Dina also did not attend the wedding. Do you know why? All I can say is what I have heard, which I have heard from sources that I trust, that there was a pretty intense falling out between her and Teresa. Now, that does not seem to be reflected in any source reporting that I've seen on other sort of outlets. I've noticed that what I believe to be source reporting that's coming from Teresa's side say that they're great and that Dina just didn't want to film. But Dina has filmed before, even after she was off of the show. I don't see, from my understanding, I heard that the cameras weren't very invasive, that they really only filmed a part of the wedding. I'm sure that Dina could have easily navigated this experience without being filmed. So I don't know. I I, I don't really know what the truth is. I have reached out to Dina. She has not responded to me with any information, so I don't know from her part, whatever. But she did post something while the wedding bells were ringing, <laughs> uh, and she posted a bit of a cryptic post on Instagram um, saying, quote, the courage to know when to end things. It was like a, a whole passage about the courage to know when to end things. So maybe that had to do with that. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it was just a coincidence. She noted on Instagram that she always shares passages like this. I, I don't know what to say, but I think that there's a bigger story there than just, in my perspective, I think there's a bigger story there than just, I didn't want to film. Yeah. So I follow Dina on Instagram. She follows me. I follow Teresa. She follows me too. And what I've seen up until Teresa's wedding day was tons of pictures of double dates between Teresa, Louie, Dina, and her husband. I mean, them traveling to Florida, you know, I even think they went out the country together. Like, the other thing was, allegedly, although I think this is true, that (laughs) the reason why Dolores was not invited to the engagement party is because Dina was there, and allegedly, Dolores wrote a letter in defense to Dina's ex-husband, Tommy Manzo, stating how much of a good person he was. And that was the reason why Dolores was not invited to the engagement party, although Teresa said at the reunion, oh, it was couples only. And I'm like, Teresa, you didn't invite Dolores because Dolores doesn't have a man? Like, girl, come on. But Teresa allegedly lied about that because she was protecting Dina. So I say all that to say Mm -hmm. Dina and Teresa remain friends even throughout the show. And Teresa's career being at the highest of height, Dina has always been there for her. So do I think it may be something deeper than just cameras being there? I mean, it's likely because at the end of the day, I will say this. Dina doesn't like to be filmed anymore. And I can vouch for Mm -hmm. that. Dina is definitely over being on reality TV of that magnitude. So I do believe Dina saying, like, I know what this wedding means to the show. And obviously, I would be your matron of honor, your maid of honor. But that doesn't mean I have to participate 
in the scene work, which obviously they would cut mm-hmm. her out. So I'm led to believe, like you said, Dave, something deeper must have happened. Yeah, there's rumors that it had to do with her husband, Dave, and Louie, and a, a business deal gone wrong. I- I'm not sure. I love Dina as well, and I love Teresa. Like, that was a friendship that was really important to them. So I I hope that whatever it was, that they find some sort of peace through it, you know? Or maybe it's nothing and we're all overthinking it, but then I kind of want them to come out and say that. So you know that Andy's going to have this question in his cards on Watch What Happens Live. It's going to be, you know, like Wanda from Wyoming (laughs) wants to know. So, like, you know it's coming up. Yes, Wanda. It's going to be on Watch What Happens Live. It's going to be on the reunion somewhere. Like, it's going to come up. So, I'm interested to hear what the answer truly is. I am, too. And this wedding has provided so much content. But before I let you go, Dave, we also have to figure out what's happening with the rest of New Jersey as it relates to Marge. And people are saying that Marge is being exposed left and right this season on New Jersey. Yeah, and again, I think this is all stemming from this friend who I know talked to Jennifer, talked to Teresa, talked to kind of everybody who she knows Margaret doesn't like, right? And I heard these conversations actually happen last season amid everything that was going on. I actually, I don't mind reading it to you because... (laughs) (laughs) she'll maybe kill me. I don't really care. But listen, I was on a text message with Margaret. (laughs) Sorry, I have to pull it up. The receipts, pull it up. (laughs) I received a text message and it was in February. So February, we have to do the math. February 27th, the show was still airing last season, I believe. Okay, so now let's put ourselves in last season. Margaret and Teresa in a huge fight. Teresa believes that Margaret is trying to take Louie down and expose all these things. Margaret insists that she's simply asking the questions of what everyone is asking online so that she's giving some Louie some opportunities to clear things up and look really well. In the midst of this, this woman, again, who I'm not going to name, allegedly meets with Teresa and meets with Jennifer to give them some information. I received a text message, a group text message, of which this woman was on. She was on the group text message. So there's no hiding it, all right? This isn't like, I don't want her to know I'm telling you this. And it's from Margaret, and it says, Happy Sunday, everyone. I'm so sorry to write this, but name redacted, (laughs) who is on this group text um, and who I brought into our group has unfortunately attempted to insert herself into my employment and has contacted and met with my castmates to undermine me. If you choose to associate with her, do not include me, which I'm sure you won't. (laughs) And then she says, I know this is very housewives of me, but we should all know when there is a snake in the group. I hope none of you told anything to this beast, all caps. (laughs) And her Eileen Davison voice, beast. How dare you? Just to show my point, there's the text message. I'm showing it to Carlos. I can see it. There it is. That's beast. And you're on the text message? I'm on the text. There's seven of us. (laughs) And I didn't know who half of them were. Well, now I know who at least a couple more are. But I was like, who the heck is this? And then I called her immediately. I was like, what's going on? And then she was like, hold on. I'll conference you in. And half the people were on the phone with her being like, 
what's happening? So I had heard that this woman had been saying these sorts of things, and I was kind of disappointed to hear that, you know, but it it made sense because of the lies that I had caught her in saying before. And I remember when she lamented to me about not making it on the show, and I told her what I tell everyone who tells me that, which is good. You should feel great about that. That means that you are normal. That means that you're not a crazy person. You should feel awesome. You didn't get on Housewives? Amazing. Just ask Kim Fields. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I mean, I think this, I think this woman is frustrated. Now, uh, to answer your question, now this is all coming out this season. Does this mean the end of Margaret? I don't think so. I think what I like about Margaret as a viewer is that she seems to own it all. So I, I don't really see that this is the end of Margaret. No, Do you? guys, look, the reason why New Jersey has been having their best seasons for the past couple of seasons, I would say the past three seasons of New Jersey have been spectacular, and they have won up each other. And as a former producer of the show, but also a longtime fan, Jersey went through this interesting, like, dry spell, this weird period where it was these weird twins who were on the show. And <laughs> oh, I like the twins. Well, I thought they were good. I'm not calling them weird because I don't, you know, that's not my thing. But I'm just saying their yeah. presence was weird in the sense of the dynamic. And then Siggy Flicker, who I think is interesting television, it was just all weird. But guys, listen, and Teresa and I talked about this personally. Melissa is good for the show. Margaret is great for the show. Jennifer is outstanding for the show. Jackie's good for the show. That show works because of the ensemble. And one thing I know about Teresa, Teresa wants to make sure that New Jersey Housewives is number one. She's the Kyle Richards of the show, meaning she is like this ghost producer who just wants to make the show good. So do I think this is the end of Margaret? No, I think if anything, that ups the ante of Margaret signing on for the next three seasons. Okay, well, I have another question. I see that question. I raise you this question. You mentioned earlier wedding specials, how Kim Zolciak launched her into her own spinoff, how Candy launched multiple spinoffs. Is there a world in which this is Teresa's last season on Jersey, and from here on, after her spinoff special, her and Louie and their blended family launch what I have heard they have pitched as a Kardashians-like spinoff, where it's them and their family, a manzoed with children, if you will, just living happily, the girls dating, Teresa being a stressed-out newlywed. What do you think about that? There's no Real Housewives of New Jersey without Teresa Giudice slash... Lou, Rios, whatever. Like, there. <laughs> sorry, I'll butcher that. There's no New Jersey without Teresa. So I think Teresa will always have to stay on New Jersey. When I say that, I don't mean that the show can have Teresa and five new women. I'm not saying that. It's an ensemble cast. Yeah. And, and the reason why Beverly Hills works is because those other women accept the fact that Kyle Richards is the queen bee of the show, and no one feels threatened by that. So I, I'm hoping that none of the women who I love and we all follow each other on Instagram, that they don't feel like I'm being mean by saying it, but there is no New Jersey without Teresa, and they should be okay knowing that. There's also no New Jersey housewives without this ensemble. So Teresa needs to stay. Now, with that being said... I do believe Teresa is the only housewife who deserves and can carry a spinoff, a current housewife who can, who can carry a spinoff. And when I say spinoff, guys, what I mean is seeing their home life, 
not a restaurant, because a lot of people thought, like, you're throwing shade at Candy. That's not a spinoff. It's a show about her restaurant, and she's not the star of the show. It's about her staff. But Teresa and those girls are tailor-made for television. So what I think the network may do is you may see Teresa, Louie, and the girls take Miami or take, you know, Dominican Republic or go on a road trip or, or something like that because there's no shortage of content <laughs> when it comes to Teresa and those girls. And as somebody who worked with them seasons one and two, those girls, Teresa's daughters, were stars the first day I met them. And they do have what it takes to be the second tier of a Kardashian empire. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay, so I, I, I hear that. Knowing that, I'm going to ask another follow can the Real Housewives in New Jersey exist without Melissa and Joe? No. Sorry, guys. And I know there's a lot of Melissa and Joe haters. Look, say what you want about Melissa and Joe. You know, there, there's questionable things about whether or not Melissa and Joe has chose fame over family. A lot of people do question that. At the end of the day, the reason why Teresa also works is because I will forever be entertained about this dynamic she has with her brother and Melissa. I'm never bored by it. It doesn't get old to me. Joe Gorga is a superb house husband. You can say what you want. He is phenomenal on that show. Is Melissa like this big outgoing star? No. But again, when you look at the essence of a girl group, you always have the lead singer and you always have somebody who's seen second lead or background. Melissa is a great second lead. She's, she's great. And I think at the end of the day, I hope Teresa also knows that for the purposes of the show, Melissa and Joe are fantastic. And I hate to burst your bubble, guys. There's no Real Housewives of New Jersey without that trifecta. Teresa needs Melissa and Joe, and Joe and Melissa needs Teresa. And if you ever take one out of the equation, the show can really suffer. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would add that the Real Housewives in New Jersey started as a show about family. That is what distinguished it from the rest of the Housewives franchises. It remains a show about family. And I understand why producers, looking at what was happening with the Manzos, realizing that they didn't have Dina started to say, where are other areas that we can explore family dynamics amid our cast? Knowing that Danielle wasn't going to return, they weren't going to look for a, you know, a, a relative of Danielle's to bring in. It made sense that they went after Teresa's brother and sister-in-law because they knew that that relationship was strained. And yeah, duh, that's going to make great TV. And I personally don't blame Melissa for being like, yeah, I want to be on the show. Because I don't really like my sister-in-law right now. Like, I, yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's wrong. I think the show, which is why I think the twins worked, because they were there was a family dynamic. That was just a bad season in general. But I do think that the, in order for the show to continue, there needs to still be a, f a sense of family. And if for some reason it doesn't end up being Teresa. And Joe and Melissa, for some reason, if one of them decide to leave or whatever happens, I do think that casting should start exploring more family dynamics within the other women because that's ultimately what we want to see. 100%. And I think when you look at the other women, I honestly would love to see 
Jennifer's extended family. I want to see what that looks like. Um, I, I think Marge is an incredible housewife. She is fantastic to watch. I think her and Jen are, are top-tier housewives. I would love to see the extended family of those two women because that's what makes the show work. And guys, let's be clear. Melissa and Joe not attending Teresa's wedding is the reason why Teresa and the show trended on Saturday. You can't have one without the other. And I know you guys like to, you know, be on one fan base and hate the other. If you guys want good television, and if you are truly fans of New Jersey Housewives, you will want to make sure the show stays great. And as the king of reality TV, I'm saying to you, the way the show stays great is due to those women staying put. Yeah, I always say you need to be on the fan base of the show. And that is the number one. I, I, I love all these women and and sometimes dislike all these women as a viewer. As people, they're incredible. The show is what, in the end of the day, is the winner. So that's what I want the best of. Child, I need to change clothes because so much tea spilled on my lap, my wardrobe, my collar, and my shoes, child. Isn't Day Quinn the greatest guest of all time? I just love talking to him. He has so much exclusive information because he's actually friends with these housewives and reality stars. And that's what makes a good conversation. Dave has this trust with the cast that reminds me of my relationship with the cast that I work with. And when you put those two together, it equals an amazing episode. Woo! I can talk to him all day. And y'all know I'm going to invite him back so that we can recap the new season of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, plus Teresa's wedding special child. Yes, Dave! <laughs> so look, tonight we got an all-new episode of Bell Collective where we get to see what happens with Latrice and Zaddy in addition to the continuation of the brunch. Letitia says she handpicked everyone for this brunch. <laughs> I didn't cause a scene in there. I think she should have chose a different hand. We got a problem. Her hands are dirty. I don't do mud. Bell Collective, new episode tonight at 9, 8 central. Woo! This one is good. So don't forget to tune in tonight at 9 o'clock 8 central on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Thoughts? Opinions? Reads about my conversation with Dave? Email me at realitywiththeking at stitcher.com or leave me a voicemail at 310-593-8188. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by Sierra Spragley-Ricks, engineering and music by Marcus Ham. More Sauce.